Thank you for tuning in to the Anchored Ruby. My name is Crystal Swass. I am a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming, master life and success coach, the author of The Truth About Lemonade, and your host, teaching you how to break through bondage in truth and how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity. On our last episode, we talked about what it means to stand still in the midst and the eye of the storm. This seems to be a topic that um, keeps coming up on how to be still, how to cease striving. If you haven't heard our last episode or the episode before that, take a listen because I touch base and actually break down what it means to be still and know that God is in control. And so to keep with that topic, I want to talk about, I want to go over Luke 10, 38, 42. Now in this story, this is where Jesus comes to visit Mary and Martha to have dinner. And I want to go through, and I'm actually going to read the verses and then I'm going to break them down because it's so important. Okay. So Now, as they were traveling along, he, Jesus, entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his words. But Martha was distracted with all of her preparations, and she came up to Jesus and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all of the serving alone? Then tell her, to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken from her. So if you notice um, in, in verse 38, she, Martha welcomed Jesus into her home. Okay. In the same way, um, Jesus doesn't force himself into our lives. He doesn't force himself into our situations and he doesn't force himself into our homes. He is a gentleman. Anything that is forced is not of love. We don't force people to love us because then it's not force. It's just control. And so Jesus allowed himself to be invited. So Mary welcomed Jesus into her home. And then it says in verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his words. Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening, right? Undistracted um, by what was going on around her and unconcerned, actually, uh, that Mary was rushing around. If you notice in verse 40, it says, Mary was distracted and distressed. You know, it says, But Mary was distracted with all of her preparations. She was distracted and distressed and worried about what everyone else was doing. We are all guilty of this. There have been so many times where I'm really busy. I'm a mom. And so there have been times where I'm trying to work on certain things for my business and I'm trying to hustle and bustle right? And my kids have certain chores and my daughter will say, you know, he's not helping me. Or my son will say, she's not doing what she's supposed to be doing. And, and they are so worried about what's going on, right? How many times do you do that in your own home? You're worried about what your spouse is doing rather than focusing on your attitude towards what is happening in your home. 
Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus, not even phased by Martha. And she was listening to what he had said in quiet. In verse 41, it said, But the Lord answered to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. We are so busy in this society. I think it's scientifically proven that we have an attention span of about seven seconds. And I think that I'm exaggerating that length of time because we are so busy. We carry around computers and our phones and we are constantly on the move. We become anxious and worried and bothered and annoyed and irritated because of our busyness. Martha was not still in the presence of the Lord, the way that Mary was. Mary knew that Jesus was welcomed into the home. She knew that there was a, a banquet or a meal or a feast or dinner that was about to be prepared and be served. And yet she saw the value in being still in his presence, even though there was chaos around her. And I talked about this um, in our last episode. When we step outside of the eye of the storm, that's when we become battered, right? And bothered and annoyed. Uh, we refuse to be still in the moment and in the presence of the Lord. It's important to make time to sit at the feet of Jesus. Jesus says in verse 42, but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom and all else will be given to you. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. But we are so habitually caught up in our busyness, in our chaos, in our schedules, in our problems, in our relationships, in the um, wounds that haven't healed, that are causing toxic reactions in our families, and we do not stop to be still in his presence. Now, in my intro, I talk about how I am a master life and success coach, but I'm also a master um, neurolinguistics programmer. And so in my coaching, I deal with things that have happened uh, in your unconscious mind or in your spirit. And so when there are wounds that are left unhealed from things that have happened in our childhood, it creates a platform um, for where we now react and respond uh, as adults, right? Those are chains that bind us. And so we're reacting in a habitual way out of what we know out of our wounds. We get so caught up in that. We get so caught up in um, what society has told us that we need to be doing, whether that's, you know, um, being busy with school or being busy with careers and building your careers or um, focusing solely on the problems in your marriage or being caught up with raising your kids as a single mom. I was a stay-at-home mom at one point. I'm a single mom and I understand we get busy. But Jesus says the only thing necessary was what Martha was doing. Why does he say that? because he wants to handle our problems. He says, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. He says, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. He doesn't want to take away our peace. He wants to give us our peace. 
it is important to make time to sit at the feet of Jesus. It's also important to serve Jesus. There's a time for worship and praise. And it's not just on Sundays. I think sometimes we think because of um, this religious idea that Sunday is the only day made for worship and praise. And Sunday is the only day for serving God or serving Jesus. But the truth of the matter is we are to do that every single day. But also there is a time to sit still and quiet. How can you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, that still and gentle voice, if you are so caught up in your busyness and your chaos in the world? You know, um, my kids are, are older now and they actually still do this, but when my kids were younger, it was amazing. The minute I got on the phone to talk to anyone, it's like they had this sixth sense to know that I was actually talking to somebody else. And what would they do as toddlers? They would come and try to talk to me and talk to me. But I was so busy, wrapped up in my call that I wasn't listening to their tiny little voices. I couldn't hear them. I was actually too distracted to stay still and stop and hear their voice. And we do the same thing with the Holy Spirit. How can we be the hands and feet of Jesus? How can we... Um, how can we know that God is in control? How can we know how to serve others? How can we make disciples of other people? If we are so caught up in the things of the world and the rushing around like Martha and the busyness, right? Many people go to church and they serve and they go to church and they worship, but it's to be personally filled on a Sunday, but they forget just to sit at the feet of the King. Jesus owes us nothing. He gave everything to us, yet we were still sinners, right? He was battered, beaten, and abused, and hung on a cross um, so that we can have life and peace through him. He owes us nothing, and yet we are so busy in our day-to-day -day life in preparing dinner and preparing a career and preparing um, whatever we're doing that we fail to just sit in his presence. Matthew 9, 23 through 25 says, when Jesus came into the official's house and saw that the flute players and the crowd was in a noisy disorder, he said, leave for the girl has not died but is asleep. And the people began laughing at him. But when the crowd had been sent out, he had entered and took her by the hand and the girl got up. Now, what does this have to do with being still? There's gonna be distractions and noise in the world. And the closer you get to Jesus, the more they are going to laugh at you when you shut them out. It says Jesus told them to leave, which means they were caught up in the situation of this girl dying, right? And the crowd laughed at him because he said, she is, she is not dead. She did not die, but she is asleep. They mocked him. And many times that happens to us, right? And so we just stay caught up in our busyness, caught up in the noise and the chaos. But he, he told them to leave. 
He told the crowd, he sent them out. He sent them away. He sent away the distractions and the noise. And he entered the place where the girl was. She had not died, but she was asleep. And he took her hand and the girl got up. Healing happens in the quiet place where there is no distractions and there is no noise. Just because something appears dead doesn't mean it is. And that is a running theme in the Bible, in the word of God. God is a God of revival. He has brought dead bones to life. He raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus rose Lazarus from his grave, right? He rose this little girl from the dead. He said, she is not has not died. She's asleep. But there are parts in us that we feel have died. And we're too caught up in the noise of the world celebrating the death and the wounds that are within us. We don't even realize that we are just asleep. We need to wake up. We need healing. But that healing only comes from Jesus in the quiet place. Because why? He is not going to force himself into our hearts. He's not going to force himself into our life. So how is your life resembling Martha or Mary? Are you taking time in the quiet place to be still and know that God is there with you, to sit at the feet of the king and in his presence Sometimes we don't even have to utter any words, right? If you just sit in the presence of the Lord, you will feel his presence there. It's said that Jesus entered the room and he sent the crowd away. At what point are you going to send the noise away? At what point are you going to send the crowd away? At what point are you going to stop being busy like Martha Worried about what everybody else is doing, how everybody else isn't helping you, how everybody else isn't contributing. What about your spouse? How many people that are listening to my show right now are in a relationship or a marriage and you are so focused on what the other person is doing or not doing that you haven't stopped to sit at the feet of Jesus so that Jesus can work on you and heal you so that you can be a blessing in that relationship? When are you going to stop being a Martha and start being a Mary and sitting at the feet of Jesus? Because Jesus says, but only one thing is necessary. We don't have to fix our problems on our own. We don't have to strive. He says, be still, cease striving, stop trying and know that I am God. When you step outside of the peace of God, when you step outside of the eye of the hurricane, you step right into the storm and then you start panicking. You become a victim in the situation, not realizing that you stepped outside of what God is telling you to do. Jesus said, come to me, all who are burdened and weary, and I will give you rest. He said, leave for the girl has not died, but is asleep. Jesus wants to heal you. He wants to wake you up. He wants you to hear his voice. He wants to solve your problems for you. He wants you just to sit still because it's in the stillness where you will find peace. He wants to take you by the hand and stand you up because you have been so busy that you haven't even realized how broken you are. I often say that um, 
Everywhere you go, there you are. And I say this to my coaching clients often. And here's the thing. It was something that was said to me a long time ago by an old boss. And I was in my early 20s and I didn't actually have the wisdom to understand what he was saying. I just would make fun of him and and joke because of his little isms that he would say, you know, not realizing later on how God would use that and download wisdom into my spirit. But everywhere you go, there you are. And so the problems that you are trying to run from continue to go place to place with you. The wounds that you have buried so deep that you have forgotten that they are there, forgotten that they need to be healed, that you're so scared to even dig up, continue to go with you. So maybe the situation at your job um, isn't what you want it to be, but how is your reaction to that job going to change when you go to the next job? If you haven't dealt with your own issues, if you're constantly being a Martha worried about what everybody else is doing, you're going to miss the blessing that God is trying to give you by slowing you down so that he can heal you. Oftentimes the relationship problems that you're having that go from one relationship to another relationship to another relationship is because you were busy being a Martha so worried about what everybody else was doing or not doing that you didn't stop to sit at the feet of Jesus so that he can raise what was once dead, so that he can heal what was once wounded, so that he can awaken what was once asleep and grab you by the hand so that you can stand up. Everywhere you go, there you are, right? So how are you choosing to be a Martha or to be a Mary? Are you taking time to be still so that you can know that God is in control? And like I said in the last um, episode, the last couple of episodes, we have no control over anything but our response and our reactions to things. And if we don't take time to heal the things that are within us that are wounded, to rip out those roots, they're going to continue going everywhere with us. The Bible talks about how God is a the great gardener, and he wants to tear out the roots that are causing bad fruit. I often say the fruit is in the root, right? He wants to gently prune us so that we can bear much fruit for his kingdom. And we can't do that if we're being a Martha so busy complaining to God about what others are doing or what they're not doing. We can't heal if we're going to church on a Sunday just to praise and worship and be filled in that moment, but we are not taking the time in the quiet place to be still and hear the voice of God. Father God, thank you for this message. Thank you for reminding me the importance of sitting at your feet, Father God. Thank you for reminding me and using me as your broken vessel to speak truth about how you are the great gardener, how you want to rip the roots out so that we can bear fruit, good fruit for your kingdom. Thank you for reminding us that we are to be like Mary, to sit at your feet and in your presence so that you can take us by the hand and raise us back from the dead and have us stand up and be awake and know that you are God. Father God, I pray for every single person listening to this message. I pray that they will stop being Martha's, that they will stop getting caught up in their chaos and their busyness, stop focusing on other people, that they will seek your kingdom first, Father God, 
and learn to sit still at your feet. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't given your life to Christ or you're looking to find that peace, feel free to find me on Facebook at Crystal Swass or on Instagram at Crystal Swass. If you're wanting more information about my coaching programs or how to break through to your breakthrough, you can find me at www.crystalswass.com. A special thank you to River of Heaven Radio Network for allowing us to have this show to speak truth to the nations and help you remember that you were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose. Mm-hmm.